friends, guests, and adventurers of all ages. Tonight's show is for the brave, the fearless, and the dangerously curious. Witness feats of strength, daring acrobatics, and mystifying magic. Get ready to have the most astounding night of your life. Welcome to the Circus of Wayward Wonders. Welcome to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure. Hey everyone, welcome to Rule for Combat 3-Ring Adventure. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, well, they finally did it. They finished the Corrupted Hermitage. So it's time to find out what the heck is going on, gather up their loot, level up, and go back to put on a show. I will say, though, this episode has a lot of surprises, a lot of twists and turns, but make sure you stick around for the last half hour because that is when things start to get really spicy. So as dungeon crawls go, I felt this one went quite well. A nice mixture of dungeon crawling and role-playing and character development. As I said in many past episodes, it's very tricky to keep the momentum going while mixing in, you know, brief respites of character development because otherwise these things can turn into murder fests. And although it sounds like a lot of fun, I will tell you that we actually tried to do the Emerald Spire. For those of you who don't know, it's a super dungeon created by Paizo back when super dungeons were all the rage, and it seemed awesome at first. That it's like level after level, fighting after fighting, dungeon after dungeon. But you know what? After about like six, seven levels of it, it got kind of boring because it was just the same thing over and over again. And without story and character development, it just got really stale really quickly, at least for our group. And I learned my lesson, and my lesson is that you really got to mix it up. You can't just have pure dungeon crawl without other aspects mixed in. This is also a turning point in the adventure. This actually is the end of chapter three. So in The Show Must Go On, there are four chapters. Chapter one was murder in the center ring. That's when we first started the show where, well, people were murdered and then they had to clear out all the craziness in the camp. Chapter two was the Aberton investigations where, well, you can probably guess that's where they investigated Aberton and they found out all about the Hermitage. Chapter three, well, it's probably the longest one right now. That's the Corrupted Hermitage, which was really a massive dungeon crawl. And well, that one's over with. And now they're going to be starting chapter four. Chapter four... Well, a few nice things. First, their fourth level, which is always fun because they can actually start taking a beating. Uh, fourth level is a significant increase. It doesn't really change you much in terms of, you know, ability and gear and so forth, but it is a big plus in terms of survivability. And we, well, obviously have already been playing this for a while. I can tell you that they can really take quite a few hits now, which is nice because I don't have to worry about them dying quite so easily anymore. Not that I was worried, you know what I mean. I was just being very careful at the lower levels that you don't overwhelm them with too many encounters one after another because you can very easily kill off characters in Pathfinder 2nd Edition, especially level 1 and level 2. But I've noticed level 3 and especially level 4, they can really start taking hits, which is nice. And then after chapter four, we will be complete with this book, and we will go on to book two. I do note that it is taking mm, 
I wouldn't say a long time, but longer than I expected. And that's just because I think, you know, well, we talk a lot. We try to narrate the combat because, as I said before, we are doing Agents of Edgewatch. And holy moly, they are flying through that book. I, I can't even believe how unbelievably fast they're going through that book. They're finishing chapters in just a couple of sessions, as opposed to here, where we can go, I don't know, 10 sessions a chapter or something like that. Uh, yeah, they're really going fast on that one. That also has to do with the Agents of Edgewatch allows you to skip combat, and wow, what a difference when you skip combat. It suddenly makes things go much faster. But back to what I was saying about this adventure, is that, yeah, we really try to narrate everything and, you know, joke around and... I don't know, probably a 30-minute combat turns into a two-hour combat because that's, well, that's what you get with this show. And as we're getting more comfortable with each other and with the characters and with the group dynamic, we're just getting sillier and sillier and sillier. So do expect to hear more of that, but we are conscious of the pace and continuously move forward. And something else I do is that if I feel that there is an extra encounter or something that is not necessary, I just remove it. I just take it out of the adventure. And as we get deeper and deeper into this, I probably will start doing that more often than not because I feel like they often pad these adventures, they draw the maps, and then they feel like they have to just throw in extra encounters to get the XP up. And just because they feel like something has to go in that area of the map. I can sort of tell when they do that just because, you know, I've read a lot of these and I know the development cycle. So I just, I just take them out or I adjust them and give them the treasure some other way or I make it a trap or something that just takes less time. So look for that in the near future. Anyhow, enough about this. Let's go to show notes. First of all, by the time you listen to this, hopefully the RPG Superstar will be live and you can start publicly voting. As I said before, I probably expected I had to delay it a week, and it turns out I did, because the public voting wasn't quite ready. So, sorry about that. Anyhow, that doesn't really change anything. Everyone's going to have just the same amount of time to vote. It just changes when we started the voting. So, hopefully by the time you listen to this, you can just go to RPGSuperstar.com, check it out, vote on your favorite monsters, and see your favorites. And if you entered, see if, well, your monster made it. Again, it'll be the top 101, you vote on them, and then in a couple of weeks, we're going to list the winners from the highest to the lowest. Also, do check out, we are adding new things to the Patreon. As I said before, we're going to be adding pins, we're adding sketches from Edgewatch. I'm just trying to come up with anything that you might be interested in and you can access via the Patreon. So check that out at patreon.ruleforcombat.com. And of course, do check out the Discord channel where you too can play lots of games. We just added a whole bunch of games. I think we're up to like 350-ish games now. It's it's crazy. I actually have to start deleting games and removing sections because Discord was getting overwhelmed. I actually hit a limit on Discord. I didn't even think there was a limit on Discord, but I guess there is. So I have been cleaning it up, getting it ready for yet more games, but do check that out. Just go to discord.ruleforcombat.com. But with that, let's get to this week's exciting episode. Last we left off, you finally did 
the big boss battle in the sacred hermitage. You killed demons and lizards and other things that were trying to be horrible to you. You killed some evil priests and priestesses. And you finally rescued Harlock Hamdill himself. That's right. The leader of the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning. And now, well, he's resting comfortably. You found some pretty cool artifacts. Now you got a staff, which we finally figured out how to use. Because staffs are really, really, really different than anything that pretty much ever existed in Pathfinder before. Those staffs have just been rewritten completely so we've had to figure out how the heck to use that I mean, they're a little different they still go on charges but everything's now based on spell levels so it's not just an arbitrary number so that's easy but it's essentially a big old spell in a can it's just multiple spells and and multiple casts theoretically vanessa hoskins is playing alhara Varus, the amazingly agile alhara a half elf gymnast swashbuckler well what we were talking about i think before you were on is that what makes staffs interesting is the amount of charges are not based on the staff. It's based on you. So the amount mm -hmm. of charges the staff gets is your highest level of spells that you can cast. So if you can cast level two spells, it gets two charges. If you can cast level six spells, it gets six charges. And then you can actually give up spell slots to add more charges to the staff. So it's if a you're a prepared caster. If you're a prepared caster. And What's interesting is like... If you're essentially like if you're a, like a first level or a second level wizard or something with a staff that only casts first level spells like gust of wind, let's say, um, you get, can do gust of wind once a day, and it's basically no better than a wand. Uh, but if you're you know a sixteenth level wizard who can cast eighth level spells, you can do eight gusts of winds per day from the same staff. It's kind of cool. Well, on top of that, it looks like the staff repeated some of the spells that Hap already has, which means when she gets to level four, she's going to probably relearn a few things to use the staff to cast hot hands and maybe a few other things, which is nice. And then you also found a monkey pin, which is a one-shot item. So the running total is that Alhara, Hap, and Darius have dozens and dozens of magic items in the last major adventures and Atron has uh does Atron have anything ever burning torch oh that's right ever burning torch rob pontius is playing otteron uncanny otteron's cauldron of curious concoctions a human witch of curses and the best part about it was the one time they needed it they forgot they had it and instead spent three rounds going through their sack trying to find flint and steel and extra torches to light them. It's like, here, let me get that ever-burning torch out of the way in my sack to get to my flint and steel. Let me uh, just take... Ooh, probably should have taken that one out. It's like when you're looking for your keys or your glasses. And you're like, where's those glasses as they're sitting there? Yeah, I completely forgot they had it. I was That's like... I'm that's part of the uncanny valley and the disconnect between the character and what it would be in real life. Lauren Sig is playing Hap, the Starlight Sparrow, a human fire elementalist sorcerer. In real life, you would open up your pack and, it, and you would see the glow and go, oh yeah, I have this. But that's not how this works in the pen and paper world. Yeah, but I actually do a couple of things to try to make it easier for you. If you notice under the handouts, 
if you click on any of your items, sorry, on the on the circus items found, I list out all the items you have in roll 20. And I also obviously put it on your character sheets. And there's an Excel spreadsheet showing where all your stuff is. So you should have a minimum of three places that list your items. Plus, you should probably have a running list of your own. So I can only do so much. I, I really do try to make sure you use your items. But I was happy that Alhara last week did use her bracelet of dashing. Yeah. Has not been used, well, I think ever before. So that was nice. Well, I... We kind of knew from how the map looked that it was a larger than normal room. And I suspected that there was probably going to be a lot going on in there. So that's why I activated it right before combat started. Because I thought, you know what? My movement power, my movement speed is pretty darn high. But an extra 10 feet might help. And there was at least one time in that fight where I definitely needed that extra 10 feet. Or I would have had to spend an additional move action to get in position. Nice. Yeah, well planned. And that's actually something else is that... It's a little harder in Pathfinder 2nd Edition to, quote, plan for combats than 1st, I find. But it's not impossible, especially if you cast something like Hot Hands or if you have, like, a Bark Skin. Or you can't really, like, cast Shield like you used to. It's Those are, like, too, uh, too short. But, you know, you can prepare. You could obviously drink potions. And, you know, once you do a little bit more prep, that was a... That was a good prep battle because you basically took away, I'd say, probably two rounds of actions of the bad guys that last fight, which was useful because once they came back, they did hit back pretty hard. So if you had three rounds of them hitting back at full strength, it would have probably been very deadly. But instead, did anyone even go down last fight? I don't think anyone did. I, I mean, we did. got close, but that's about got it. Close, but did not go down. Rob Termarco is playing Darius Varus, Darius's daring destructions, a half-elf monk of the mountain style. Yeah, so... Hand grades and horseshoes. Yeah, in fact, wasn't that... Hand um, shoes and horse grenades. The Zephyr Hawk deadlier than everything in this final room? I'm just saying. Well, I mean, a bunch of nat 20s in a row is deadlier than whatever you want it to be. Hey, man. I just rolled the dice that you roll. You, you see... There's no difference. I have no difference in the dice rolling mechanic. We're all using the same program. Definitely the crits matter, though. Those crit-heavy battles, they take a, take a big chunk out of us. Yeah, if you're fighting a big enemy that can more easily get that number, 10 over your armor class, you know, 10% chance, yeah. 15% chance. Or just a lot of 20s come up. You guys are doing well. You guys were hitting for oh, We're doing great, but it just it just hurts. It does hurt, but my you're face, learning to... My uh, face hurts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, so you found those magic items. Now what? Uh, you're done. The hermitage has been completely cleansed. Harlock is resting. We were going to rest, and then in the morning... Wake up, well, fourth level? Uh, a. Yeah, uh, we plan to talk to Harlock in the morning. Okay. Give us the whole story. So oh, yeah, we need well, to rest up, ourselves. Yeah, it's up to you. If you guys want to rest, we have your level fours already. We got the wolf. The wolf has been hanging out with you guys and sort <laughs> of uh, just licking your hands, following you around. Sort of seems like a little, uh, you know, little pet. Not quite. A little wild. A little crazy. But well, still like hopefully you. Hap and or Harlock can keep the wolf under control. But yeah, it definitely seems like we should uh, 
clean up a little and then head back to town. Check in with them, let them know that the hermitage is safe, and, and heck, rest up. This has been a long couple days. Well, he did say you can take any rooms you want, and you can use the large guest rooms, uh, which are either in the front or actually back here, those rooms to the southeast, those are the ones that have a private, um, it had a private bathtub, heated water, an armoire, sinks. It's pretty nice. And there is a full kitchen with foodstuffs. So if you don't mind the demon blood and, you know, some, you know, dead ghouls here and there, it's a very nice place one can call home for a day or so. Sounds lovely. Hmm. Can't wait to visit myself. Well, Ataran just ran into one of those rooms because you know how much they like their privacy. So that room is theirs. Got three more rooms. Sorry, two more rooms. Oh, I was just moving oh, down. But oh, who's gonna take the other ones? Get a get a got to quickly take your take your room. Otherwise, you can get one of those crappy rooms with the bunk beds in it. I assume we'll want to actually work together to heal up. At least somewhat. I'll say that you just do all that. You don't need to actually spend the time. Wonderful. To, to make all the magic rolls. Great. You only have to do that really when you're in turns or combat or there's enemies around. I, I, I hand wave it otherwise, especially at this point, because it takes so much longer. I don't worry about it anymore. How then, many medicine rolls does it take to get to the fully Well, also state? Darius. We, I can only take so many fails of Darius's rolls. <laughs> oh, get, sad. Get ready for more, because at level four, I took a, a skill feat that's called Continual Recovery. Oh, God. Uh, right, well, well, let's go through that in a second. We'll go through that. We'll go through what you did. <laughs> so, does anyone want to do anything? Or am I just presuming... You're just going around, cleaning stuff up, dragging dead bodies and demons out. Maybe just uh, put the door up on the library and hope he doesn't notice that you burned it down to the ground. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry about that. Sorry about your priceless library that's now gone. And, you know, everyone else that's dead and any other damage you did to this poor I place. I mean, to be fair, there are already some demons literally ripping it. Uh, into shreds when we showed up. So it was pretty, it was pretty garbage when we got there. It was so pretty you finished destroyed. the job. Got it. I mean, we just, we cleaned up. We just cleaned up with fire. We cleaned up. We figured, oh my God, these books and papers, we will never get these in order again. The Dewey Decimal System will fail us. Therefore, burn it with fire and start all over again. Are books not like phoenixes? Vacuums aren't invented yet. Prestidigitation is the magical vacuum. You know that. Mm. Oh, right. You mean we can't just cast mending over and over and fix all the books? That too. Well, they're all ash and dust. So I think uh, that bell has been unrung. You can't unring that bell. That bell yeah. is unrung. You can't unring it. Sorry. Anyhow, anything else you want to do or you just want to jump to level four the next day? You tell no, me. I want to do something. How much time do we have left in the day? You got you know, like, like all day. We got like all day left? Yeah. Well, I'm going to begin training this wolf in basic obedience. Sit, down, stay. How do you do that? I have the feet train animal. That's how I do it. Okay. Why don't you tell us so those people listening to the show will know how this works? Okay. Uh, do you mean like describe how you train an animal or do you mean like how you use the feet? Whatever you feel is appropriate. Because I'm Both? not actually like, Both a is dog good. trainer. I don't know how. Um, 
you know, I'll, I'll get some get some tasty. Oh, I need to know also: is this a boy dog or a girl dog? What? It's. A, I need to know. That way, I can give it a name. Whichever give you it want. A, give it a gender neutral name. Get a, you know, lift it up its fur and see if there's a fifth leg down there. Is that what you're doing? I'll come up with a name tomorrow. Uh, so for now, oh, that I'll... is a cute name. I love that. Oh. Tomorrow, that is a good name. That's okay, good name. we'll name tomorrow it tomorrow. tomorrow. Don't name it tomorrow. That's a terrible name. It's nope. a fantastic name. Its, it's name is now tomorrow. tomorrow. You could just you just call it. Well, Toonie. it's gonna run away because it hates its name so much. What? Oh, come on. It's a little too. You hate the name so much. Same difference. All right, I'll come up with a name later. All right. Pancakes. Nope. Bacon. <laughs> nope. We're not nope. gonna do this right now. We'll do it later. Right now, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, you know, like it's 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 a very smart. Move. So I'll like you know put it in like the sit position. I'll tell it sit. I'll give it a treat, and you know I'll work with it until it kind of learns sit, and I'll work with it for okay. This is down. So after sit, you go down, and then when it lays down, it gets a treat, and uh, yeah, then we'll work with it. And now I'll look up the feet, and I'll tell you what the feet says. All right, you spend time teaching an animal to do a certain action. You do a basic action the animal already knows. Uh, you can either select a basic action it already knows or attempt to teach it a new basic action. And I'm teaching it, you know, basic sit. Uh, yeah, but you it term... takes about a week for yes, it to learn Yes, it does. That's why I said I'm going to begin training it. Ah, oh, got it. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. And uh, it's impossible to teach one that uses critical thinking, blah, blah, blah. Expert, master, legendary. You could do more unusual creatures. This is a wolf. So It's a magic wolf with red streaks of fur and red in its eyes. Just, okay. a, just a touch. Well, next level. A little, little bit of deep. Just a Next touch level, I'll go to expert in nature. So There you go. If you want me to wait for expert in nature, that is. No, you can do it. So the okay. animal... Well, it's going to take a while for you to train it, but it seems yeah. to like you and follow you around. Okay. So now you have a pet wolf, maybe. I'm going to teach it how to act in the show. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Happen the wolf. What's going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. So anything else you want to do today? Uh, I don't think so, game-wise. Uh, I think Ahara is looking forward to uh, getting her choice of rooms, which she did. Uh, and uh, it's right over by the kitchen and uh, and honestly just like resting and hoping for a few days of relaxation before either the circus needs to pack up and get on the road or uh, or we start planning for the next one okay. yeah i imagine atron just wants to rest tonight maybe go through their book okay all right or, well, i should you... say books that yeah, they got all right, she's just gonna clean up and go to go to sleep would it be tacky for me to name it aria yeah a little a little Maybe bit tacky. A little, little right. on the nose. Wolf's nose. A little wolf, on the wolf. snout. Uh, I get it. Because it's a wolf. It's going to eat you. Gosh, I hope not. Over the night, the transformation completes, and the wolf arises. A demon wolf. All right, you do all your little chores, clean up, eat some food, just, uh, you know, take the, uh, the dead horba and the quasits and sort of throw them in the corner over there. I'm like, eh, the maid will clean those up later. No, we'll, we'll take the dead and we'll either drag them into the mausoleum or whatever this head druid guy wants us to do with them. Yeah, whatever he tells to put it. Like, outside, burn them? What does he want us to do? He's asleep, so we He's can't sleeping. ask till the next He's day. Alright, well, if that's the case, then we can just put them outside where we put all the other bodies for now. Yeah, pile them up oh, outside. We don't want them sticking oh, up the joint. Those slurks are, are slowly... 
So you go outside and you can tell this whole ground is covered in slime and the slurks are just having a feast on these dead bodies. Yum, what? Yum, yum. Yeah. No, they're not bothering you. They're just eating them and running away. Don't worry. It's nature taking care of themselves. I mean, this is horrible and gross, but all right. Slurk, yeah. Slurks. They are like garbage disposals for nature. What do you I thought that was Audiogs. Well, in this part of the world, it's slurks. <laughs> they normally have seagulls, but no, they're just like taking off a head here, an arm there, a leg there, a foot here. Yum, 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 yum. Oh, boy. The slurk population is going to be crazy. It's like a buffet over here. Mm-mm. Anyhow. We should bring one with us. You might. They might follow you. You're like, uh, you're going to be coming back. You're going to have a wolf. You're going to have some pet slurks. You're going to have Smiler come oh after you. Don't forget that guy. Maybe, okay. a, maybe a ghoul oh. that has fire magic. Maybe a ghoul that has fire. Who knows? We'll see. Speaking of a ghoul that has fire magic. You go to sleep, you wake up, you feel awesome. You feel like you have learned so much in your time in the Hermitage that you went to something called level four. But a few things happen when you become level four. Let's go through each of them. Let's see. Acheron, nothing. Alhara, nothing. What? Hap, we'll get to you in a second. Darius, you are pretty again. The scars of healing. Oh, so handsome again. You are handsome and pretty and lovely, and all the women will swoon, and most of the men too. <laughs> swoon. Here's the one other thing, though. Um, the mark mm -hmm. is back. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Oh, yes. It's oh, back no. On your arm. It was gone for less than 24 hours. It didn't stay away very long. No, it didn't. Give me a fortitude save. You can use your level four character. Which is on the screen right now. Very well. As you know, you're fighting off that yeah. ghast fever. I got and, a good roll. And you roll a twenty-three. It's gone. You're you're you are. You don't even need healing. You just you just cleared it as if it was nothing. You just. How do I know I can trust health. you? Because I said it. Okay. I, I didn't know if you were <laughs> tricking me. No, I'm not. I was like, we better have Darius look this over just in case you were trying to trick me. You can have many people look it over as I would never do something like that. Oh, okay. Um, you're over 23. <laughs> I mean, the DC. Dar okay, Darius, what was the DC? I gave you the information like a few weeks. It was like a. It was like an 18 or 19. There you go. So believe me or don't. No, no. But, what I mean is, in character, she doesn't know that. Oh yeah, gone. sure. Of course, you don't know. That's so in the no, I'm still gonna freak out about. No, I'm no, no, die. no, no. In character, you feel great, and the bite is gone. Hmm. Okay. Okay. But now you crave human flesh. No. She oh boy. I mean, no more than of, usual. Because it's a hobby, not because it's a compulsion. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. That's oh, gross. Hobby. Um. That's it. You wake up. What do you do? The wolf's around. Wolf slept by Hap's bed. I uh, Darius will actually go to Hap and check out the bite area and say, Hap, this, um, I think you have nothing to fear. This was merely a, a scrape. You're, you're not going to become a horrifying creature of undeath. Are you sure? Like, that was really scary. Well, let me let me look at your eyes. Um, let me see. Let me look at see. I, I need to, like, exaggeratingly opens your left eye with his fingers. Hmm. 
Hmm. For a moment, you're taken aback because you forgot that she has like bright orange eyes. Yeah, no, it's cool. And then there's the other one. Hmm, nope. Let me check your ear. And he turns your head around and looks in. Nope, I can see the other side just fine. Oh, that's good. I'm glad you can see straight through there as usual. Straight through. <sighs> All right. Well, we'll just keep an eye on it, I guess. I feel fine. You look fine. It's a little chilly fine. in here, but I mean, that's normal. That's normal for you. Oh, and my the symbol is back on my wrist. Oh. Look at this. Do you, I'll touch it. Okay, you, you show it to her, Hap, you see nothing. I touch it. Oh, you so, don't see it. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, then I'll just take your hand with both of my little hands. I'll put close on look. I was like, I, I don't. Darius, don't I don't see, see it? it. I see it. Oh, no. It's one of those things that well, only the, the, the cursed person sees it. Well, I think I have like permanent detect magic now. So, like, does it just like, do I just uh, feel it coming off of or anything? Nope. I don't feel anything weird either. Uh, do I don't you know hear what this anything? Means. Not right now. And I didn't have a dream last night. Well, I guess it's perhaps count it, our blessings. It waits until it builds. Maybe there's some triggering thing. I don't know. I don't ever want to go through that again. Hey, Darius, what, what time is it? It's a dawn-ish. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. I didn't want to be late for something. Late for what? Well, I gotta... I gotta... You know, it's it's private. Bathroom? No, I don't gotta go to the bathroom. Make a pee-pee? You gotta no. make a pee-pee? I gotta... I ha let me, like, let's just go over the edge of the cliff. It's a lot of fun. I, I can't do that. You can if, you, if you're brave. I'll hold your hand. I'll, I'll hold your hands. No, I have to make I have to make something pretty for Shaylin. Oh, then by all means, okay, carry on. Well, I want breakfast first, but want to eat first? Well, let's see what we have in the old druid food stores. All right, I'll follow you. And we go to the kitchen. You go to the kitchen, and sure enough, you see Harlock sitting there eating some food, and he also cleaned up a bit. And he sees you come in, and he, he he welcomes you to come in, and he actually put out a rather nice, if not simple, breakfast for all of you. Oh, thank you very much. That was very thoughtful. Delicious. Uh, when you say he cleaned up a bit, is it like a little bit clean, or is it like he fully cleaned this place? Uh, he got rid of at least the uh, blood and guts. Oh, okay. Probably need to, uh, you know, sanitize the place a little, but he's he's like, it's... It's the least I can do to to make some breakfast and make you feel at home after everything you did for us. Please, please eat, everyone. Gather around. Get your strength up. If you need anything else, let me know. We are still fairly stocked. I'll pull up beside him and say, I don't know if you noticed yet, but your library got destroyed in the fighting. Oh, yes, that's that's okay. It's, uh, it's so much was lost. I mean, well, looks like almost everyone in the Hermitage was corrupted. So what's a few books compared to dozens of lives and countless animals? We tried to save some panthers that we found in the cage, the rehabilitation cage, but they had been corrupted too. These people, they didn't even care about the animals that they claimed to want to protect. Oh, yes. Well, let's wait till everyone's here so we can discuss what occurred and 
see what we can do next. As uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure you're all very interested to know how this all came to be. And very hungry. <laughs> yes, of course. Eat up, eat up. A young girl like you needs her strength. So what's everyone else doing? Coming in? Having some breakfast? Having some breakfast. Darius is there chowing down. Yum, yum. Okay. Hey, Darius, would it be impolite if I warmed this up a little bit? Of course not. Okay, I'm going to warm it up so that it's like almost boiling and then I'll yeah. drink and then I'll have it. You like it very hot. Yeah. That's yeah, not, it's not an insult at all. I'm sure he does stuff like that all the time. In this world, using your magical fire to make food hot or to make drinks cold is quite common. Mm. What's, what's funny is that my characters have done both of those. <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. I know. That's why I was saying that. That's cute. Uh, Ahara sort of staggers in. Uh, she's looking a bit worse for the wear. It's like, I, I think that mattress was a bit on the lumpy side. Was it made of straw? Oh, no. Those mattresses are, are some of the nicest ones that are available to the hermitage. I'm, I'm sorry if... Uh, was a little uncomfortable. We uh, we're gonna have to completely go through every room and carefully determine what damage has been done and what needs to be replaced, as you would expect. Mm, I think I just need my own bed again. It's been so long since I wasn't sleeping in the wagon and the last night in the shed. I just I did not sleep well. We're used to hammocks. I do miss the carts, and I miss Dad and all of our friends too. Oh, hey, breakfast. Well, that's cool. Ataron would come in slowly and stand near the door and look around the kitchen. Mm. We are happy to help you clean uh, the other rooms if necessary. It looks like you've done a fair amount here. Thank you. Oh, yes. If if you wish, you can help. But that's no means necessary. I think I think I'll be okay now. And uh, I... I apologize for the trouble that the corrupted hermits caused, and particularly the damage the Nemia inflicted, as uh, I heard about that, uh, that she tried to destroy the town and kill all of you in the circus. Oh, God, I'm, I apologize horribly for that. I, I really don't know what more to say, except, except maybe explain everything so you have better understanding of what occurred and why this is occurring. That would definitely help. Yes, please. Nimia was Nimia what? your friend with the rat hood? Yeah, the little halfling? Oh, yes, yes. She she was one of our best disciples, but she she got corrupted, and oh, she was one of the first down the path, and obviously many followed after her. You know. Yes, the headmaster was killed by her. Again, I apologize, but you know, we have long maintained the hermitage and the people of Aberton to live in peace with each other. And the intensity of the other hermits' hatred surprised me. But it, it all started when this visiting priest named Balini was uh, visiting us. And she instigated this. She she was starting to say some strange things. And everyone was fascinated by her teachings and her sermons and her private tutelage and I didn't really think anything of it but I should have seen the warning signs as 
people were getting more and more influenced by her. And uh, Nemia was one of the strongest. It was one of the first to follow her and talk to her seemingly every night for hours on end and decided to take matters into her own hands. He looks around at you all and sighs wearily. He says, well, I suppose I should start at the beginning. You see, the Hermitage of Blessed Lightning was established here to protect and learn from the Erin Tower. That's an ancient landmark a few miles inland. You might have spotted it on your journey here. We hermits know very little about it. All we know is that it was created by Aerodin thousands of years ago, and at its summit is what we call an Aeon Orb, so named because it orbits the summit of the tower the way an Aeon Stone orbits the head of its owner, and lore was passed down to me from the previous masters of the Hermitage, suggesting more that uh, the Aeon Orb is indeed a powerful artifact and that it enriches life for dozens of miles in all directions, making the land more abundant, the seasons milder, and the harvest more bountiful. But in just the past few generations, the bounty has been failing, the soil's been drying out, vegetation is stunted, and some crops, they, they won't grow at all. Birth rates amongst the animals are declining, and some here at the Hermitage blame the townspeople of Aberton for this decline. But that doesn't make any sense. I suspect a completely different cause. I think the Aeon Orb's power has begun to fail. I think the Isle of Aaron is dying. And I've, I've tried to understand the Aeon Orb and perhaps restore its power, but its nature completely eludes me. And while I've made a few trips to Aaron Tower over the years, nothing there ever provided any clues. On my most recent visit there, just a few weeks ago, there were some foul-smelling creatures there, and they hurled spears at me before I can even get close. I believe those are Zugaths, but you also might have heard as troglodytes. They're reptilian humanoids that stink to high heaven. I, I spied on them from a distance, and there were at least a dozen of them, and they were accompanied by large lizards, and I think I saw some demons as well. It was an unpleasant surprise, but as soon as I returned to the hermitage, I had my hands full dealing with that newcomer, Balini, and the resentment she stoked amongst the hermits, and I didn't have a chance to investigate further. It seems obvious in hindsight, but the sudden rise of demon worship here must be connected to the demons accompanying the Zugaths in Erin Tower. I actually overheard a few of the most debased priests say they're planning to visit the tower and speak to someone named Kavakash. I believe Kanakash is the leader of the Zugaths. And he must have some power of the demons or something. But but you've done so much for Aberton and my hermitage already. But I ask if you can do just a little bit more. If you can perhaps go to the Aaron Tower where the demons are and the Zolgaths infesting it. And perhaps 
we can work together to restore life to this land and find out what their purpose is there and what they're trying to accomplish. As if something happens to that tower, I think all life in this region will be wiped out. Absolutely. That sounds horribly dangerous going after a bunch of stinky lizards and so much fun. And as I said before, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There aren't any adventurers around here stepping up to take care of these sorts of messes. So I guess it's up to us to pretend to be adventurers for a little while. And besides, if, if what you say is true and the whole island dies, well, then there's nowhere for us to take our circus to. So that's not very good for business. So, yeah, sure, we'll go take a look. Yeah, I don't think we're pretending anymore. Wow, that was, that was a lot easier than I expected. Yeah, we're not pretending to be adventurers anymore. This is, this is now part of what we do. Well, we really? do need to be back in time Major. to pre- put on the next show. That's part of what we do, too. Well, sure. I mean, we're not, like, leaving straight from here. we got to go check in with the circus and figure out when the next show is or what our next destination is. But I totally think we should go check this out. I want to see a weird tower with a stone floating around it and a bunch of stinky lizards that we get a beat up. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, I admit to having some interest, actually, in this orb and its history. It would make sense, too, if it has actual magic that enriches the life and land here. If it was failing, that's why the hermits here would think uh, there was some sort of corrupting force where instead magic was enhancing everything all along. Well, if we're going to be gone for a while, I'm going to have to teach Eliza how to mix the food for Bardoff. He doesn't like just the dry. You have to mix a little bit of wet in with it and just a little bit of honey when you're doing it. We can certainly check in. We we need to go to the market anyway. We're going to need more heal scores, I'm sure. Yeah. I wouldn't mind trying to upgrade my staff, too. I mean, it's been pretty reliable, but I could use a little bit more magical oomph since we're adventurers now, right, Big Brother? That is correct. Speaking of a staff with magical oomph, and then I'll click the animal staff on the ground twice. Click, click. Yeah, but there's too many doodahs and doodads and things on that for me. I need something with a little reach, something a little sturdier. I'm sure that will help you. It has various animal magic, yes? It does. From what I've gathered, some of these faces on it have the essences of the animals in them that they represent. And... I think when the time is right, I could ask one to come out and help us. Good. Good. It seemed um, pretty heavily enchanted. I'm glad you will uh, find use of it. <clears throat> um, also, Alhara, we have to uh, send that letter, to, those letters to our father, or, or see him if we can. I thought you sent those already. Did I? I think so. I don't remember. I think we gave them to the folks at the Mad Mug because they do mail with uh, with the big city I think every that once was in a while. I, I think I think it happened. It, it probably happened. happened. You've mentioned it. I'm I'm gonna say you probably did because you've said a few Excellent. times that you were gonna yeah. do that. So then I hope maybe back in town there's a response. We'll see. You think so? This fast? Depends how close the circus was. Jellico bounce bounce and his cohorts were here. Maybe they're not that far away. Don't mention his name. Never mention his name. Just don't say it three times. Oh, you beat me to it. We also need to bear in mind that a ghoul got away. Unless it's hiding somewhere in here. It's true. Oh, yeah. Harlock's like, oh, 
I, I wouldn't worry too much about the ghoul. They usually go back underground unless they can find a reliable food source. Uh, they Good. don't like sunlight or daylight or any light for that matter. I, I would expect that they would quickly go back to a, a hole and go mm. back to the underworld. I, I wouldn't Undead love lands that. of darkness. That I would agree. Yes, I have a feeling they will not get very far. And my only concern is they might come back here, but we have pretty good defenses once the doors are all reinforced. And I'll make sure that they're doubly enforced so nothing can come in. There was a haven or collapse inside the catacombs you should take a look at. I think that's where they came in, but mm, um, yes. maybe it that makes fell back behind them. Either way, I would recommend looking at it. Yes, we'll we'll take care of it. I'm gonna send word to some of the other members of the Blessed Order and have some additional resources and priests sent to the Hermitage to help clean up and take care of what remains. As obviously this is a extraordinary case of demon outsider influence. I'm I'm naming the wolf now. It just came to me. I know what the wolf's name is. Tomorrow. It's Riley. Riley the wolf. Okay. Riley the wolf. Harlock goes on to explain in a little bit more detail that Nemi was deposited infant and for almost her entire life. She never left the hermitage. And she considered us family. But even from a young age, I can tell that her empathy for nature was strong. And she had a supernatural ability to speak with animals and see the world through their eyes. She liked to believe that her parents were actually powerful druids. And that her calling was to safeguard the wilds. Leaving them no time for rearing children, which is why she was left at the hermitage, because they knew that we often help and nurture wounded animals back to health. So she was instrumental throughout the years of helping and taking care of hundreds, if not thousands of animals. She was one of the key people in charge of the pens and helping feeding and mending the animals. But then a few years ago, she, she asked to leave the Hermitage and explore the wider world for the very first time. And when she did, she was a different person when she came back. She saw that the grasslands were no longer green and the ground was barren. The weather fiercer, fish less plentiful, uh, butterflies no longer filled fields with colors. And we've been tracking this information for years, noticing that the land seems to be slowly dying, but until she saw it, it really hit her hard, and she realized that something had to be done. Unfortunately, she blamed civilization and civilized people to be the source of the problem. They were noisy and polluting and greedy, and that they were the cause of nature's downfall, and what brought her over the edge, I believe, was when the new priest came and started to stoke those fears. Bellini continued to talk about this with her in private and gave her instructions and details of 
how it help? I can only assume she took this to heart. We thought that she was going to try to help by planting or trying to nurture the land and help the animals. She felt perhaps desperate to kill members of civilization and that that was a more direct route to help nature. I apologize again that she came into the town of Aberton and tried to pull out her nefarious plan. I heard she died, but I guess it's better than the alternative, which is leading a tortured life. I would have liked to have tried to help her, but I feel perhaps something such as demon influence or something outside my control was influencing her decisions and actions. Hmm. Terrible. It's like an infection. It is unfortunate. I was worried what was affecting the land was affecting the people, but instead it seems to be two separate issues. Yes, that's why I'm asking you to to go there. I would go myself with many priests, but unfortunately they're all corrupted, all dead. Mm. So Well, not all of them. Some of them are knocked out in that other room. Yes, I I managed to talk to them and they have completely surrendered themselves to the church. They will be brought up against charges and found for judgment. That is something that I will take care of. You need not to worry about them anymore. Oh, thanks. That sounds like a lot of bureaucracy and boring podcast material. <laughs> but with that, is there anything I can help you with? I know a bit about the tower if you are planning on going there. I can tell you it's about 15 miles to the southwest of the Hermitage, and it's through this rolling grassland. It's 200 feet tall, so you should be able to see it, well, pretty much the entire trip. It's kind of hard to get lost going there. I have been inside of it many times, and I can tell you that the tower has an entrance on the western side. It's about 40 feet up, and the last time I was there... All the rooms were empty and abandoned. Oh, I do want to tell you something that I did find on the first floor. There's a, a secret door to this vault. And it's on the east side on the first floor, right across from the stairwell going to the second floor. And on the second floor, there's these strange binding rooms I'm not exactly sure what they're there for, but there are some runes on the second floor. And then you can go to the top floor, and that's where the orb is. It just slowly circles around the tower. It never seems to stop. Nothing it can ever seem to get in its way. No weather doesn't seem to affect it. If you try to stop it with magic or physical force, it just pushes right through it. Not that I've tried very hard but it seems impervious to pretty much anything. You said the entrance in is 40 feet up? Yes, it's about 40 feet up. And as I said, there's two floors and then the top floor, which is the roof, the ceiling outside. Can you draw us a picture? Uh, sure, I can draw a general picture of what it looks like. Do you know of any other entrances? There's only one entrance. 40 feet up on the west side. Got it. Hmm. Interesting. Yes, you have to remember, this is something that was made by a god. So I doubt 
any mere mortal hands would be able to physically change or disrupt the tower in any significant ways. I mean, but stonework is stonework, right? You would think so, but this stonework of a god. I mean, you say that, but but isn't stone just stone? Well, I'll put it to you this way. It's been there for hundreds, if not thousands of years, and it still looks immaculate. I can't no weathering? That. Very wind? little. Very little, mm. if any. I can't say that much about any other buildings that were made by forces of men or creatures that are not gods. Can you? Well, I mean, we're definitely going to take a look at it. Anything else you can tell us about the area? Uh, Is it overly warm, overly cold? How, How high up is it? Is it like up in the hills? No, I told you it's on a rolling grassland. And then you told told us a lot of things. You told us like eight, eight, 20 minutes of things. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's completely flat on rolling grasslands. You can see it for miles in every direction. And the weather is rather mild. The ceilings of the rooms are somewhere between 15 to 10 feet high. And oh yeah, uh, all the rooms and corridors are incredibly clean i would have to think there's some magic or perhaps an ooze that goes around sweeping the tower and keeping it constantly clean what do i know about oozes i don't know what do you know about oozes i don't know can i make a check sure you know that uh it's very common for people to have gelatinous cubes just wander around dungeons or other things you want to keep clean because that's their entire job they literally are ooze vacuum cleaners that wander halls and you can very easily make them not go into areas by just putting a small amount of rocks or something because they don't really go over uh, mounds they just sort of go into flat areas and they could also go up and down like stairs if they're not too steep so it's actually very easy to direct them and they just go around eating everything in sight organic and leaving all metal and other materials behind so i would share that and then also add and i assume would be very dangerous for us to get the cleaned by it they're they're actually very easy to defeat the biggest problem is you can never really see them as they're nearly invisible until you walk into one and I would add that as well. So let's be very that anything could be off. Mm, don't want to walk right into one. Okay. Maybe we'll bring a, a bag full of dust to throw in front of us or something. Yes, yeah, something that would track rocks. Yeah, some Not rocks a... to just skip down the hallways. Not a bad idea. Some dirty underwear. We could, but dirty underwear doesn't really throw as far as small rocks. Tell also, I need rock. those. Look, we have to defend ourselves. If we need underwear to do it, we'll do it. We're adventurers now. All right, that's it. I, I want to see you use dirty underwear to defend yourself. I am glad we are in high spirits this morning. Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh no, what have we done? Mm, I will partake of some breakfast, actually. And Ataran will go and sit down and make a small plate of uh, non uh meats any only vegetables and breads and the like try this new cereal dario's 
Can you tell us anything about these... Mm, uh, you called them uh, troglodytes? The... Oh, the Zolgaths. Zolgaths. What, um... They are stinky as in easy to find. They are stinky diseased. Poison. Uh, can I roll society to know about Zolgaths? Nature. Well, they're humanoids, so I assume it would be society. thought he said they were troglodytes. Troglodyte is like the common name, but they're Zolgaths. Uh, mechanically speaking, Pathfinder 2nd Edition renamed troglodytes to Zolgaths because troglodytes has some negative connotations. Alhara knows that Zolgaths, there are many, many, many types. And as many live underground as humanoids live above ground. So in general, Zolgaths come in as many varieties as, well any humanoids would above ground warriors sorcerers bards magic users you name it they got them so you mean variety in terms of profession as opposed to ethnicity or both both there's tons of different types you know a few things about them you know that most of them stink they give a strong odor and you can usually smell it 30 plus feet away And that if you smell them, you can easily get sickened by their odors. You also know some of them have the ability to suppress those odors or even make them stronger. You also know that they have a fondness for dinosaurs. They pretty much treat dinosaurs like humanoids treat farm animals, horses, and so forth. So... It is the exact same, the same way you might have a pet dog, they might have a pet velociraptor. And oh, good. They have, oh, um, goody. Yeah, they, so they <laughs> they are stinky humanoids that can pretty much do anything you can do and ride and hang out with dinosaurs of all shapes and sizes. See, why wouldn't we want to test our skills against them? I think this is the perfect opportunity for some good old-fashioned competition. I mean, even if it is lethal. I'm sure we'll be fine. Maybe they can be reasoned with. I can't say that I don't want to punch a dinosaur in the mouth. Right? I kind of want to punch a dinosaur. I think we're going to get a punch a dinosaur in the mouth. But don't worry, I'll let you punch a dinosaur before I punch a dinosaur. Because I know punching is oh. kind of like your thing. Oh, sure. Yes. I, I actually saw those lizards, and now I think about it. They they could be dinosaurs, now I think about it. Yes, yes, definitely. There was definitely some dinosaurs and demons and lots of different Zolgaths of different shapes and sizes. Some wearing armor, some with knives, some with spears. Some oh my gosh. With, yeah, it's, there's a wide variety. This, this sounds amazing. Is there a chance for a demon sore? A demon sore? Maybe there's a demon Zolgath sore. Uh-oh, have I said too many things and now Steven is getting excited? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> oh my god, I need to make that quickly. The devil sore, that's a Warcraft. Turns out I need to keep this cold iron pike around, uh, I need to keep this cold iron pick around a little longer. Tape it to the end of your telescoping trident staff. (laughs) Right. You know, I never thought 
fighting and killing dinosaurs would be all that much fun. I've seen really adventure paths that do that, but now it might actually happen. I'm kind of starting to see the excitement about fighting dinosaurs. A it's... friend of mine built a wrestler character, and they're like pinnacle of their character where they're like yes i can retire now was when they suplexed uh stegosaurus i mean it's it's amazing <laughs> yes well i do remember paizocon two years ago when eric showed the spell dinosaur form and the entire room gasped and was like yes i can turn into a dinosaur and that was like the talk of paizocon so well, i think the paizocon was the was actually the uh the typo that said dino fort and everyone's like oh I wanna, yes i want to send me a dinosaur <laughs> fort That's, is it made of dinosaurs are there dinosaurs like like patrolling the fort uh and ever since people just can't get enough they're like when do we get dino fort we want dino fort but yes um stinky humanoids dinosaurs all right thank you it's, it's not druids although there can be Zolgath's druids. I will tell you, it is possible. But they're not necessarily druids, Otteron, just because we're beating them up. I can't tell if that's in character or not. Uh, no, it totally was. He draws, a, he draws a crude map for you, showing you what the tower looks like. And as you can see, it looks like a pyramid structure with steep sides and a flat summit. He goes on to explain that he believes it's made of mud brick, but I could see no seams or mortar or anything else that deemed it constructed by human hands. It looks like it is literally composed of one large piece and was crafted by a god himself. Dun, dun, dun. Well, thank you. I appreciate all the information from both of you, and Atron would nod to uh, Alhara as well, assuming she told us all about oh, the yeah. Zolgas. Oh yeah, she she just went on about how much fun it's going to be to to test her skills and metal against uh, essentially uh, a culture and a people as diverse as we are on the surface, but underground. How often does that happen? I mean, I realize these aren't going to be foot races, but like. They're kind of like foot races, but just, you know, with more swinging of weapons and, and screaming and blood. But but still, competition nonetheless. You also know that Zolgaths are uh, chaotic evil, more or less. So it's not like, uh, it's not like you're uh, up against, uh, well, put it this way. Well, these Zolgaths are. Well, probably these Maybe. are, since they're hanging out with demons. So yeah. yeah, the probably. demon one sounds like they're not the savory types. Otteron was going to say, if they are associating with demons, the question is, did they come to the tower because of the demons, or did they find the demons there? And if so, why did they come out from underground? I don't know. It's a little weird, but let's find out. Perhaps the tower also influences things underground in this area uh, um maybe i don't know i i, I know just know that i was feeling really sort of down and tired and like i just wanted to rest for a few days but now that i found out about these zolgoths i'm like i'm energized i'm ready to go for it let's let's go i've been working on some new moves i want to see if i can use them against these zolgoths and their giant stupid lizards okay well you tell me 
I mean, practically speaking, we should probably spend the day, you know, checking in with the circus and shopping and selling a bunch of junk and buying some other stuff that's not junk and preparing for this trip, but still. Yes, and also you all became level four, which we totally skipped over. And we did. We could talk about that, I guess, on the journey back to uh, to town if you want. But you you did get a whole bunch of new things as mm-hmm. you uh, got to level four. We did. We got a bunch of cool new stuff. Well, why don't we finish this up? So Harlock is happy to have you stay here as long as you need to. He obviously is incredibly happy for having you help out and obviously gozra himself or themselves seem to bless this entire endeavor by having the doors talk to you Mm -hmm. so he is ecstatic that gozra was guiding you almost that you perhaps are part of the grand plan to help out yeah well we are happy we are have helped oh crap what time is it I gotta, uh, I gotta go outside. I'll be right back. Okay. There's latrines in here, you know. Oh well. And strangely, the cleanest of the rooms, pretty much. Oh wait, what time is it? I gotta go outside really quick. Be right back. I need some more muffins. O'Hara <laughs> runs outside and looks around for Hap. Uh, she's, she's in the woods getting some big sticks. <laughs> Ooh, do you need bigger sticks? No, not really. I've got oh. plenty here. And All right. She's just going to take them and make a campfire and then make it a beautiful campfire. Make some pretty forms and stuff and then just let it die. A quick oh. effervescence beauty. That sounds really nice. I completely forgot to do my exercises yesterday. I mean, I know that we've been doing like a lot of hard work and strenuous labor around here to clean out this hermitage, but... Alhara, I'm kind of trying to concentrate on this, what? if that's okay. Oh. Um, uh, okay, I'll just... I'm sorry. I'll just be over there. Alhara sort of slinks away, picks up a relatively large rock on the way, and cradles it under one arm as she sort of makes her way over to the sea cliff. And then hoist it above her head and sighs, staring out over the horizon. At the table, um, Darius will ask Ataron, um, look at my wrist, what do you see? Ataron looks at Darius's wrist. Looks like a wrist. I see the mark is there. Hmm... You see nothing. I do not. I was going to ask you about how your wrist was feeling, so... Feels fine. It just has this mark again. Perhaps it's resetting whatever this is. Hmm. We should check it every day, then. I check it every time I think of it, which is a lot. Well, you can unconsciously feel it there, by the way. Oh, it is like like a heat or something? You just sort of know, you know? Yeah, I can... I do feel it when it appears. It's like when you have a band-aid on your finger. Even yeah. <laughs> you kind of can feel it all the time. Well, I will remind you that we understand why you did it, but um, know that even if we are in a bad situation, please accept that and do not use it. Do not feel pressured to save us in that way. That will be my goal. I expect it will be hard to resist. That's probably what it wants. 
Well, unless this entity or god or divinity is manufacturing dangerous situations, from its perspective, it is merely offering you a boon. And it's not like it made us go into that library of demons, after all. No, I think it, when it, it will take advantage of our new occupation. And when we do dangerous things, it will make the offer. That sounds... Whatever, I don't know what else it is capable of. You don't know of any possible thing in your history related to such dangerous? No, I. the dream I had the, the night after it happened, I dreamt of my mother telling me to that this will help me, and I was being held by her. I think it was a memory and not so much a vision. Perhaps this is something put in me by her or someone with her agreement a long time ago. But I cannot confirm that. It sounded like the relationship with your mother was not good. Um, there were problems with her and my father. We left for reasons I'm not 100% clear on. Something was had happened or was happening that we had to urgently leave. Um, I was very young. A toddler, maybe. Alhara was just born more recently. Uh, I have no strong memories of uh, these types of things. Most of my early childhood memories are of myself, my father, and Alhara when he joined uh, the circus or a circus and I was old enough we traveled with him. We always traveled with him but I would help out when I was older and I, you know, he saw how strong I was and we trained. He'd find someone to help train me uh, in these ways that I combat empty-handed and uh, also in, of course, helping those who were injured and sick, which happened a lot in the circus. But I have no powerful memories of many memories of my mother. That is very respectable of your father. I look forward to meeting him. I hope he's okay. He's with Madame Dusklight. Hmm. Then I look forward to helping him, I assume. Uh, if we can convince him to leave, that would be ideal. But he had his own reasons for staying. Perhaps so they wouldn't chase us. I don't know. Maybe. Do you know what your mother did in life? Career? Profession? No. Any religious affiliation or mm. oracular ability? Not that I remember. Strange. Your mind may merely be creating your dreams to explain things to you. Possibly. Or maybe it's the thing tricking me. Hmm. What did it tell you about the mark first, before you used it? It would. It was impressed with how I, in the first vision I had while I was the dream state, said how strong I was and how I could be stronger and I could be a force that is unstoppable and it would and it put this mark on my wrist and it at first it burned and it hurt then it faded quickly when I woke up there was this there were there it was like it is now like a, uh, a redness that doesn't look like skin redness hmm well it seems at least partially forward then and letting you know about this I don't 
Perhaps. I'm not sure I would expect some entity of strength to also be one of trickery, but anything is possible, I suppose. My religious studies continue, and there are many. I know of no such... I know not of these things. Who knows what powers it has. But I will say it is good of you to talk and share of such things. I wish you had said something sooner, but I understand you might not want to. I do respect and admire your ability to share openly and your irregular, at least for me, um, forward and friendly demeanor, even if it is off-putting for me. I know it is a good thing overall. So um, mm, please you. be comfortable um, sharing with me in the future, and I will do my best to assist you in this matter. I thank you, and I'm glad for your help. I need it. I wish I could help more, but um, not yet, I'm afraid. We'll learn more together, hopefully before it is too late or too dangerous. Mm, mm, yes. Perhaps in this tower um, we will find something of assistance. Aradin was a powerful god before his disappearance or death. I'm assuming at least I'd know the basics, Stephen, so feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you know the basics. Everyone knows the basics. Alright, cool. Mm, I I think maybe there is a possibility that even if this entity is not malign, it's still... It may wish to help you even if it is malign, but even if it's not malign, it may have unforeseen consequences. Certainly you losing control of your senses or agency of yourself is a dangerous repercussion of its power. Yes. It's, it's definitely not benevolent, whatever it is. At best, it's neither good nor evil. It is just destructive, which maybe is worse. I would not presume to understand gods or immortal creatures. I certainly do Same not here. understand why I specifically have the boons I do now, but I am thankful for them. Is there anything else anyone wants to talk about before you head back to wherever you're going? Hmm. I think we're going back to town first, right? I think yeah. so. Yep. Yeah, we've got some extra equipment to sell, and we need to buy some upgrades from some folks and stuff. Yeah, Acheron will move with Darius to try and pick up different things um, that we've left, uh, especially tridents and armor. Um, I guess Acheron would see if Harlock wants the Librarian's Sash, the Golden Sash with an open book, or if that's something... It's even worse. Oh, the only thing he sure. would ask for is is perhaps the keys back. Other than that, what Which anything you found, you can you can keep. Atron, make sure all keys that they had are gifted back to Harlock. Thank you, thank you. Yes, there was a key to the librarian's office, and those two keys actually, as he looks through them, would have opened up those doors to the temple. So. I guess you could have gone in at any time you wanted, but it was Gozer's will that you waited until the entire hermitage was cleansed before the doors opened up magically for you. I still, I still get a kick out of that. 
Yes, it's powerful when your God actually recognizes you. It's a, a powerful feeling that looks at all of you and says, I presume none of you worship Gozra as I felt perhaps if any of you were also worshipers of Gozra, the, the doors would have also opened for you right away. I think Gozra's pretty neat though. Being good to animals is, gosh, one of the best things you can do. Yes, that's one of the chief purposes of the Hermitage, as you saw. And I can show you a little bit more of how we take care of the animals and nurse them back to health. We spend quite a bit of time learning about nature and animals and to make sure it's preserved at all costs. Gosh, I would love to follow you around and see that, but I'm not sure that we have the time. Oh, that's that's fine. I I see you have the animal staff and other accoutrements that will help you understand and preserve nature. So go in Gozro's name and use them in good health to help out nature in all ways. It is nice to see such natural um, worship in the positive and nurturing direction. So I wish you well, Harlock. Yes, and please make sure you tell the mayor and the town of Aberton what happened here so they don't misunderstand. The last thing I would want is a permanent animosity between the hermitage and the town as we are peaceful priests that want nothing more to help the land and to heal nature. We, yes, are very secretive in our ways and try to keep to ourselves, but that's just... That's just the nature of the hermitage. We don't mean to be aloof or to make people believe that we're up to some nefarious purposes. I perhaps will be a little bit more open in the future so the town has a better understanding of what we're doing here. Ataran frowns slightly and nods. I would encourage you. I apologize as I have certainly um, bias or prejudices of my own that may have reached ears within the town, and for that I apologize. Um, I will do my best to clarify what um, I have said and what has really happened here. Excellent. So, if uh, if you are done here, I, I again say you can stay here as long as you want, or if you want to head off, I know it takes a few hours to get to the town, it's uh, up to you, and maybe uh, if I have a little bit more free time, I'll come and catch the act. I imagine you put on quite a circus there. We do our best. I think it's the greatest show in town, but of course it's also the only show in town. Ah, 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 a joke. I got that one. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll do one more show here just for you. Oh, really? Just for me? Oh, that's, that's... I mean, we'll sell tickets for a bunch of people, but, like, maybe we'll do one more just because you haven't seen it yet. Because, you oh. know, you were captured and being beaten up that whole time and all that. Oh, yes. Well, as you can see, and he's completely healed. He's it's like, I am a priest. I have means to heal myself. In fact, that's what they kept doing, is that they would beat me within an inch of my life. I would heal myself up, and then they would just continue it over and over again. Endless torture. But Gozra was able to keep me going. My belief in my faith in my God was able to keep me strong, and they delivered in the end. 
That sounds pretty terrible, though. You should probably talk to someone about that. I will. I'll talk to Gozra. Might I... Mm, excuse me, Ahara? What was that? You were going to say something. Oh, just that I meant talk to somebody um, f f physically, like someone that is, you know, here. Maybe when those other priests and druids and such come to reinforce you, you can talk to one of them, maybe. Yes, that's a, that's a good idea. I, I definitely probably could use a little time off after the hermitage has been properly cleaned and uh, restaffed. If it would not be a problem or mm, wrong for me to do so, would it be possible to have a symbol of Gozra that is um, permitted or sanctified, blessed, etc. by yourself? In of case course, we might course. need such symbols or something in the future. Yes, and with that he, he rushes off uh, deep into the hermitage somewhere and he comes back and these are similar to the pins that you've seen them clasp their cloaks with and it is in the shape of a leaf and you know that this is the symbol of uh, Gozera and he hands one out to all of you and says these have been blessed by Gozera and the wind and the waves themselves uh, perhaps when in peril you can use these and they can help you i uh i only give these to those with the highest order of the priesthood or those who have done extraordinary service so thank you so much for everything you've done for me and he freely hands out one to each of you wow i feel so honored thank you this is very much appreciated and they're they're basically pins you can pin them on you can use them as uh Hold your cloak on, whatever you want. I will I will pin it on. I will wear it proudly. It's, yeah. it's actually a leaf with a bit of dew at the very end of what it looks like. So Yeah, Ataran will put it on their mantle, um on near their left shoulder. Anything else you wish to do while we're in the hermitage? Um I think we can collect up all the items and head off. Mm-hmm. So you 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 gather some food. You have uh, your little talismans, your gozer talismans. You get a little pack for lunch, a little go-to bag from Harlock. He wishes you well, and I guess you're off to town, back back on the road again. And uh, one thing is that while you're on the road, why don't you tell everyone what you did at fourth level? While I look up values for things to sell back in town. Well, I'll go first because mine's probably the least interesting. Uh, but it's a couple things. So at fourth level, uh, I got a new skill feat, as all of us have. Uh, and I got a new class feat, as all of us have. So for my skill feat, I took acrobatic performer. Uh, and that simply lets me make an acrobatics check in place of a perform check when I'm doing the perform action. So if we get in another dance battle circus off with those darn Mistress Dusklight Menagerie folks, I can use acrobatics instead of perform and have a much better chance of uh, having a good success. The other thing that I got uh, was uh, my class feat. Now, before rebuilding with the official APG rules, um, 
Yeah, it is APG. Before I rebuilt with official APG rules, I had taken staff acrobat dedication at second level, but I had to rearrange some things and drop it for a little while. Well, staff acrobat dedication is back. So we are back up to a 25 foot horizontal leap or a 10 foot vertical leap while still traveling 15 feet horizontally. It is nuts. Uh, so I'm looking forward to vaulting over some dinosaurs in our upcoming adventure. Who wants to go next? How about Darius go next? Yeah, so this is where it all all turns around for your old boy Darius. Everything turns around. Everything's going to come up. Everything's coming up Darius now. Uh, I got a skill feat that is um, directly related to medicine checking. Continual recovery allows me to, uh, every 10 minutes, anyone I'm treating roll tr uh, treat wounds oh my gosh that is outside so of combat so sure maybe i'll fail but maybe the next four times i won't mm -hmm. right that sounds great yeah it's no longer like oh i rolled poorly so i didn't heal you i guess we'll wait an hour and try again like that's just it's so frustrating so this is going to be fantastic yes and also from my class feet stand still you strike when your foe tries to flee, make a melee strike against the triggering creature. If the attack is a critical hit and the trigger was a move action, you disrupt that action. Well, that's pretty cool. It's so like a attack of opportunity it's light. It's AOO. Yeah, right. Um, if it's considered, I guess, a move action of some kind, then I get to punch you. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so it doesn't do anything against like spellcaster standing in front of you casting spells, but still, yeah. uh, you know, and all those other manipulate actions, uh, but it still is great for all those movement actions. Someone tries to run past you or stand up or something and just... Happens pow. a lot. Happens a lot. Yeah. What'd you get, Hap? Oh, Hap wasn't... Hap's wasn't super exciting. I kind of just used the uh, some of my choices to shuffle things around. And uh, so, I, I, as for my skill feat, I took Arcane Sense to give me Detect Magic at will. But I already had Detect Magic, so then I could use my Cantrip level change. Because as a sorcerer, every level you can change one of each of your spell levels. So I changed away my Detect Magic into Electric Arc. Because Hap has been practicing how to, how to shape her magic. And uh, if she if she concentrates the power real hard, she can do an electric arc. And she also I learned a lot in the last combat where I'm just kind of I have to get a little bit too close with things like produce flame. So I use the basic muses whisper from the bard archetype feats to take reach spell even though Sorcerer already has access to Reach Spell, because this just kind of does double duty for me. It gets me my second Bard Spell in, way so, in case I want to go with a different multi-class feat, like maybe Animal Trainer later, if I can get some clarification on some of the rules. Or, you know, I can just be a little bit more Bardy, just because I can, you know? Uh, but the big thing for her is just an extra spell, which she uh, is going to use to replace... Um, she's replacing Summon Animal with Flaming Sphere to represent that she has been slowly practicing and learning how to conjure shapes that can aid in battle on a more consistent basis. 
this is the culmination of that work. First it was something useless, then it was something okay, and now it's going to be something pretty good. Same concept, just a better stat block behind it. Cool. Any other uh, surprises up Hap's sleeve for fourth level? Well, I mean, uh, I've got Shock and Grasp now, because I, I got rid of uh, Magic Fang, since the animal staff has Magic Fang on it. And Fairy Fire is going to be fun. But no, nothing really surprising. Fourth level isn't exciting for me. It's just kind of it's just kind of good. It's just kind of like a good progressive utility forward. You get to change one level. Sorry, do you get to change one spell per level or just one spell? I thought it was one per level unless I'm mistaken. I'll look it up. And finally, Otteron. Otteron? Uh, with Chilo Gauche has done some reflection on the realization that their power is coming from Nocticula. And through that, believes that everyone deserves another chance. And so they've learned a lesson, a basic lesson of life, which uh, that grants both a hex and a spell known for the familiar. For the hex, it is life boost, which will allow Otteron to give someone fast healing for four rounds. Um, in this case, uh, it'll be life. Uh, it'll be fast healing four because it's double the relevant spell level, and mm. your hexes are always your highest spell level. So, two right now. So, fast healing four, um, and that lesson also teaches the familiar so that the witch can use it. Uh, Spirit link, which will be a useful spell for maybe mitigating some damage to certain individuals. Uh, otherwise. Otteron learned two new spells, Invisibility, a little helpful for when we're doing some scouting mm. or maybe some surprise attacks, and long-term can be heightened for uh, invisibility that won't break when making attack action. But also, Nocticula believes in kind of biting back uh, those who forsake redemption. Um, and so Otteron can now use what was my favorite spell in first edition, and I'm sure to enjoy it in second edition, uh, Blistering Invective using some terse words and some biting comments to set your target aflame. Oh. Which kind of pairs well with the skill feat I took, Intimidating Glare. So maybe Otteron's throwing you an evil eye, or maybe they're just glaring at you. Be nice to uh, intimidate without uh, needing a language, which maybe will help with Zolgas. I'm not sure what languages they know. Huh, cool. Yeah. Um, so the you said it was a hex, it was a healing hex that gives fast healing four for four rounds? Yep. Okay, so you can only use it on a creature once per day then. Because mm. it's a hex. I don't think you're immune for a whole day. Oh, really? No, I'll check that. Okay. I think Still. it's like ten minutes or something. Oh, Okay. Because, yeah, that sounds like a nice little uh, boost to our healing. It sounds like our healing really got a boost this level, so that's exciting. Okay, so you manage to walk back. The wolf is following you. No encounters along the way. You wander into camp. It's been a few days, but you can tell that things have been going on because there's a lot of activity in the circus. Uh, people seem to be preparing for a show getting ready to uh to do something because everyone's everyone's up and about and everyone's excited and when they see you come in they they all wave to you and 
and uh, seem excited to you know talk to you and see what you've been up to as they knew you've been away for a couple of days and knew you were going off to investigate and the mayor actually came here a few days ago after you freed him and said that you were going to help out the hermitage and they they were all uh, excited to hear all about everything that occurred there as you obviously were successful and well freeing uh, whatever presence was there and obviously maybe tied to that druid that uh, almost killed everyone so they're they're all they're all a flutter and want to find out what's going on there's so much going on so much fantastic so so they in our absence they've been preparing for another show is that right yes yes they have been preparing um and with that actually the professor uh walks over to you all and uh and, and with the professor is uh is the priest Nalan dread you see this with the professor and they're like oh oh we're so glad you're back and you made it safely from the hermitage we're a little worried that those demons or whatever's going on there was gonna hurt you or, or kill some of you but good good job and this is uh this is nelan the priest saying this to you and the professor's just sort of nodding he says, the professor has been great in, in helping put together the upcoming Abadar fundraising show that you agreed to a few days ago when we were talking. It's been fantastic. We are going to have the show on the Gozrin 7th. Uh, that is uh, Toll's Day. And we put posters all around the town. And all proceeds are going to be helping rebuild the town's church. Everyone's very excited. And we've been going over with the professor uh, how to sort of change the axe and sort of put a little bit more of uh, Abadar into some of them. Because, you know, everyone here uh, worships Abadar. And it would be so much fun for you to do that and get that into the axe. Uh, I'm so happy you agreed to that a few days ago. We've been working very hard for that show. Mm-hmm. The professor looks at you and says... That? Uh, yeah, you, you did. You, you did when you speak to him. Uh, he, he gave us all the details. and uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty I, sure that didn't happen. Sense motive? I actually have edited a podcast where you agreed oh, to do this. <laughs> we did. We you did. did. You were blowing them off, but he didn't see that. You agreed. You all agreed to do it. <laughs> Oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. You got to be a little more careful. Yes, you did all agree. You all remember it now. It's all coming back to you. You were talking about perhaps putting on a fundraiser and a show. And he, he did mention, now you think about it, that he was going to talk to the professor and arrange this all. And you all said yes. Although you were probably just trying to blow him off and leave, but... He took it quite seriously, and now the professor and the town is expecting this show. Oh, boy. Um, and they're expecting uh -huh. it on the 7th of Gozrin? Yes. Which happens to be a Gozer holiday, and we want the Gozer priest to come on the uh -huh. holiday to his deity. Uh-huh. On a show about Abadar. Oh. Let's make it a double, a Gozra Abadar show. Gozra Abadar. Eh, he doesn't like that very much, but... Tough shit. <laughs> uh, I mean, like... I'd say the, the option is deal, or we're going to have to have the show a different day. While we're at it, we can just do a show to the gods. I can try to get Shaylin's attention. We can do all sorts of you know god what? acts. 
I, I think that that works. I think if we do sort of a show to the deities that we worship and are familiar with, I think that is a great way to do it. Uh, you know, Darius will obviously just sit out on this one because he didn't worship nothing. And uh, we'll have... I can put a show on for me. It's not going <laughs> to bow at their altars. Okay, okay. But we can put on that sort of show. I think that would be a bit more respectful if it has to be on the 7th of Toil Day. And the proceeds can still go to the church, I suppose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we have been paying for the advertisements. And we've even putting together some excellent costumes. And you can see uh, off in the distance, you can see some of the... Uh, some of the circus folk are actually wearing some of the Abadar robes and other accoutrements, and you can tell that they're going to actually be performing in them to sort of make oh. it part of the circus. It okay. looks like the uh, the Featherfall Five actually have changed their outfits to uh, to uh, Abadar outfits and other little uh, things like that. So. Okay. Well, I think if we can bring uh, other uh, deities that we venerate and worship in, I, I think I think that that would work. And and as as you are talking this around the corner, you see uh, a familiar face and a brand new face. The first thing you see coming around the corner is, and and you know these these are pretty cool. It's it's a mechanical carny. Mechanical harnies are constructs manufactured to serve as uh, entertainers or cleaners or guards at carnivals and circuses. And you know they're they're made by gnome inventors, and they're they're pretty rare. Obviously, the much larger circuses have them, but they're they're very useful. They're a lot of fun, you know, just help out in a variety of ways. They can even help uh, as a bouncer to get drunkards out. They they are really invaluable, and of course they're kind of funny looking. He uh, the professor goes on to explain that yes, I was able to get my hands on one of these. It's a it's a, a real boon. This one actually is the clockwork handyman and dynamic routine rustabout. Uh, his nickname is uh, Cheddar. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, all right. And, and the, and the, and the uh, also coming around dressed up in the Abadar clothing kind of is Jellico bounce bounce no and, what and the professor get said, out said we 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 signed Jellico because you you did ask if we can help out a little bit more and you were been off uh, sort of taking care of business and you did say Alhara that you felt like you were the only ones who can sort of take care of the circus so I took it upon myself to sort of look about and try to hire some new acts to help us out you you did no. say that no yes yes no well, I'll tell you I, I've actually known Jellico for a long time I, I have to tell you something I know you think it but he's He's okay. He he seems a little weird in the head, but it's it's an all an act. I tell you, people love being scared. People love the thrill of terror. It it sounds it sounds contradictory, but I know I know you, Ahara. I know you enjoy that. I know you enjoy it yourself. Look, and you I, know what? This I is get it. Safe. No, it's safe. I get terror. what you're saying. I it's understand and terror. I agree with you, but not him. Have you seen this guy? He's a he's. He's horrible. Bad, bad, from that, an he's act. from the Dusklight Menagerie. That's hey, okay. We left there. Dad, I know, he really I creeps know. me out, Dad. I don't know no, that he's safe. It's, 
It's all it's all an act. I promise you. I've had no Jellico for much longer. This is just the latest of multiple acts. He he actually started off as a very friendly children's clown, but he wasn't getting the attention that he deserved. So he kind of went in this dark way, and it really works. I, t- I trust me. It are really there does. other circus folks around, or is it? I mean, are other non-circus folks around? Is what, what right now? Everyone's there. It's, uh, it's uh, everyone's there. It's, but I mean, there's not like townspeople around. No, 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 no. There's no townspeople. Well, Mr. Bounce Bounce, welcome to our circus. <laughs> I know we uh, got off with a bad start, but trust me, <laughs> we're gonna be best of friends. I can tell you now, this is gonna be so much fun. <laughs> You've been listening to Roll for Combat, Three Ring Adventure, a Pathfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us and play various games on our Discord channel at Discord.RollForCombat.com. been listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember to attack the gazebo.